Hello, welcome to the next edition of Just the Facts. Very, very happy to do this one because I have a friend of mine, a friend of the business, and a man with a wealth of knowledge. Rich, I don't know if I can keep pumping you up any higher, they won't believe me, but Mr. Rich Mahon. Welcome to the show, Rich. I appreciate the invite, glad to be here. It's about time we made it happen. I know, it's been too long. <laughs> so Rich and I have been in the business together for quite some time. I worked in the same dealerships together, right? Uh, you, in fact, just sold your dealership. You were the proud owner of a Toyota dealership, right? I, I was blessed to have the opportunity and not, not now blessed and cursed with what they call retirement in this business. <laughs> Are you really retired, Rich? Well, they, they, what's that line in uh, Hotel California? You can check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. <laughs> That's probably, there's a lot to that, right? Which is why we like that song. I, I wanted to get your insights, right? This is a unique perspective um, because although you're, you're obviously an industry expert, you've been able to look at it through a different lens for the last six months or so, right? You're able to not quite be locked into your dealership and you're looking at the business. I'm sure you see some things you didn't know and some things you wish you knew and some things that you're happy to, to be away from, right? So let me ask you this. Just one or two things. What did you notice all of a sudden that maybe you'd never noticed being locked into your deal? Because all the dealers get locked into their dealer, right? Yeah, so so one of the things, that, and I think everybody experiences this, is you do, no matter how hard you try not to, but you do operate your business with blinders on. Yeah. You, you get in your, your comfort zone, and as much as you try and change with, with you know new things and, and so forth, you still always have your habits, your rituals, whatever you... you, you think have made you successful and mm -hmm. you're afraid to really make strong and 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 uh, big changes you know for what it might do to to the business what it might do to your culture and your people <laughs> etc but you know since leaving the business i will tell you um now being a consumer mm -hmm. being able to walk into a dealership right um i've bought a couple cars at since, since selling the store and and uh you know being a consumer now Wow, can I see <laughs> what frustrates the the, the You forget the business, right? You forget you, what it's like to be a consumer. You really do. You, you, you forget. So today, you know, we all survived through COVID. We're here, right? All that stuff. It's definitely changed some things, right? And some things change for the better. Not everything was bad. Some things change for the better, and dealers are keeping those things, right? Are there one or two things that you found were a better solution, right? You were kind of maybe forced to do something different. You were you you didn't have a choice in the matter, but looking back, you kept it because hey, this is a better way to do it than I was doing. Are there one or two things you experienced with that? I know dealers tell me different things. You know, I, I think every OEM has some type of direct sales, online sure. sales. Sure. None of them really have an end-to-end -end solution, right? Okay, but that really isn't important. It, it's it's. You now I have the opportunity to look back and go, okay, well, what was the importance of it? And the importance was to make it easy to easier for a consumer to buy a car. Yeah, um, you know, franchise dealers necessarily don't like Tesla because of what what the threat that comes with uh, his business model. But when you look at the simplicity of how it, easy it is to buy a car, yeah, there's something to be said there. Yeah, and. We all use this term loosely, but very few actually get it, and that's this word transparency. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's um, so you you really through 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 COVID, Bob. I'll, I'll tell you one one of the things, and I've had several conversations during COVID, post COVID, and now that I'm I'm sort of out of the business, mm -hmm. is everyone became a car god, 
because we we had these big margins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me, you know, yeah. not the market, not not not, yeah, not yeah. lack of inventory, not not this very unique thing that no one had ever dealt with before. And then through that, we adapted, we changed, we we found some online buying tools, home delivery, even service departments started picking up and dropping off cars because right. it was a, a necessity if if you wanted to have that business still coming through the door. But but through it hopefully people have learned i certainly did that we had to simplify our business model yeah for sure stop overcomplicating things right stop having 45 widgets on your website yeah. thinking that that's the 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 lure no it's it's actually a turnoff right it is a turn um because now as a consumer when i go online and i'm looking for a car I'm attracted by simplicity. Yeah, yeah. I'm attracted by true transparency. Now, Rich, all those times I told you to simplify things, and you said, "Bob, you haven't been <laughs> in a deal in a while. You can't, right? Remember that?" Yeah, and and now 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 I'm here looking back on, <laughs> and you know, part of our success because we did, you know, I've, I've always my success in the car business was always to fish where other people weren't. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And the same thing went when when COVID occurred and. And we had a lockdown. You know, the first thing I did was I went to the rental companies and I was buying every possible used car during those first 60 days of COVID. Yeah. And, and stocking them. What, what a game changer that wound up being in, in yeah. a godsend. When you had some and they didn't. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> so, and then we just simplified so many things. You know, we took the, the old 10-step sales process and we got it down to, you know, four, sometimes five, six steps. You know, we just really simplified things because the the biggest thing that I found was there's a massive disconnect. And now it's even proven that, that I've left the business. There's a massive disconnect between the virtual shopping world. Oh, yeah. And your brick and mortar sh shopping experience. Yeah, that's exactly right. And uh, liquidity. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and bridging that gap was really something that I found some success in. And now that I'm out of it. I just get so frustrated when, when I have to experience it. You 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 ain't gonna stay retired. You're gonna end up at another dealership. What are some of the first things you're gonna adjust that you didn't do when you had yours? Like you just mentioned, the transition part. You guys were working on it all the time. You weren't great at it. No deal was great at it, right? There's some things we learn along the way and some things we could do better. Yeah. Is there one or two things you know now that you're a consumer that you will change when you have your next dealership? Yeah, so both for, for, for sales and service, the the from the introduction to getting into what the customer's needs are there has to be simplicity there yeah i agree um we have to get right to it because we don't realize what fools we look like when a consumer spent 10 12 14 hours online researching something and they show up to our door wanting to buy the car that they've researched for <laughs> they know they can afford yeah they know about what their trade's worth yeah and, and we, we want to do the old standard meet and greet, follow me, come in, sit, sit down, down and meet friendly Joe. Yeah, let, let, me, <laughs> let me introduce you to my manager. Oh, yeah. hold on, let me go get keys. Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing. Brain okay, damage. yeah, let, 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 let's pick up where the consumer left off in, in the virtual world immediately as they walk through the door. Um, and for that, you have to empower your salespeople. You have to give them. Good point. The, 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 Quit yelling at them. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you know, because it doesn't go anywhere. Right. It, besides the, the the work balance that you need with our younger sales staff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they don't respect you for, for grinding them. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. I stepped away from running dealerships eleven years ago when I joined Carfax, and you know, I'm in them all the time. I'm in them all the time. And when I look at what's going on today, it's so different than it was eleven years ago. 
It's different than it was three years ago. It's different than it was six months ago when you kind of walked away. A little more than that now, right? Yeah. But, but it, it's amazing how that change comes quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker, right? What well, used to take us years to change something, hell, decades to change something. Now it might change six months from now. It might change three months from now, right? Um, one of the things that has become overwhelmingly pro, we try to stay on point, right? I. I I don't run a dealer. We're not in dealers, right? Um, you're not in a dealer anymore, right? But it's important to stay in touch with what's going on because you can quickly be left behind. And one of the things that's overwhelmingly consistent now with the dealers is if you think about the way we sell cars and the information we give the consumer and when we give it to them, right? So the old proverbial four square, Consumer came to the dealership to find out what price they could buy it for, to find out what their trade was worth, to find out what their down payment had to be and what their payment was, right? That's how we sold cars for 100 years, right? Get them on one of them and, and, and well, we give them all that. That's online now. A consumer can go online, know what a car is. They're all priced to market for the most part. Know what their trade's worth from 10 different places. They'll tell them what their trade's worth. They can pull a credit report. They get them for free now. Uh, they can apply for a loan. They can get their rate. They can get their pay. Well, that's all the stuff we used to talk to them about when they showed up at the dealership, right? Well, as a dealer or manager, I, I challenge you to go mystery shop your own store then. <laughs> because because yeah. have, have, have your significant other or have a neighbor come in. Shop online and then come in and shop in the store and see if any of those numbers are even in the same ballpark. Right. Right. Yeah. So what did, what did you do there? You just broke the trust that your website built up and got right. them to come in. You just broke it. Right. So certainly the conversation at the dealerships changed. Right. Not that you won't touch on those points, but to your point earlier, you don't start there. Yeah. You don't put them where they've been for 14 hours without you. Um, they will tell you. And they're going to at least have, it may not be exact, but in their mind, they will at least have a realistic expectation of what's going to happen there. Right now, we know we know that uh, NADA tells us nine out of ten consumers online before they meet us. Right, we know they say they they spend fourteen hours doing the research. Right, but that sounds like a ninety percent customer. We still close at thirty five. Yeah, so you know what what that math always told me was if your customer was visiting one point two one point three dealerships now. Yeah. And you're still closing at 35%. <laughs> it means your in-store sales process is broken. Is broken because you sent the other 65% yep. to that 0.3 dealer. And remember that all those are based on the buyer, not the shopper. Right. Those, those are, are buyers. Those are buyers. Yeah. yeah those yeah. are people that went elsewhere and couldn't get finance or were upside yeah, yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. Those are the buyers. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's a staggering number and you really have to look in the mirror and and really do a self-check there and go, okay, what's my customer experience like? Um, am I truly transparent? Am, am I holding my staff accountable to do it? And, you know, there, there's a lot of things that go in there, you, you know, into that. And I think one of the biggest things is culture. Yep. Um, you, you know, and consumers want some other information that maybe they didn't want 10, 15 years ago or even two years ago. Right, right. Um, especially... On used cars, there's there's some other information they want now to, to kind of satisfy that the you know the, the mystical unknowns yeah about a used car. You know, while I have the time, I want to get your touch. I want to get your your input on two points. The first point is that dealers are telling us now what consumers are asking about 
the used car exchange because obviously you gave them everything they used to ask you when they got to the dealership. So now they're calling it future costs. We're just kind of running with that name because that seems to be the consistent one. Dealers are cost, you know, but they say that consumers are asking them, where'd you get the car, right? Like who owned it? Was it taken care of? What'd you find wrong? What did you, are you hearing that from your, from your cohort? We, we are and you know, this is going back pre-COVID. One, one of the things I started doing because I realized this, and again, going back to that magical word transparency, yeah. is I would put on the dashboard of every car an envelope that, you know, not, not, not to give you a plug, but it included the Carfax. <laughs> yeah. But it also gave my inspection You're report. You're allowed to give us a plug, by the way. <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> but it gave us our inspection report. And on that inspection report, I made sure two things were illustrated to the customer. Everything we did and also everything we didn't do. Smart move. And what it fed into was why we had the car priced the way it did. Exactly right. And... You know, it's simple to go to a client and say, Mr. Customer, we can recondition this car all the way back to brand new. What's it going to do to the price? Right, right, right. You'll be, you'll be buying a new car. Right, right. Now, that's valid. And but, they understand that. Yeah, they, they absolutely understand that. And if you try and shuck jive or hide from that, well, well then you're lying to them and you've lost that, that trust yeah. that, was, that was built. And they can feel that. So that transparency of putting out there what you did, what you didn't do, make available what you didn't do at a reasonable price to where if they opt in and elect to have it done, then they can buy the car with more confidence. Sure. Because that future cost scares a lot of them because they are working with a limited budget. Sure. They, they, they and do. you pushed them. Yeah, <laughs> you, you've pushed them. And they live on, on yeah. you, know, you know, check to check. You and, just bumped them 50 bucks a month, right? So, so now a set of $800 tires matters right sure it does it does to you too now that you're a consumer doesn't it no it, it does it does <laughs> before you're like ah, just put a set of tires on and now you're like hey wait, wait. <laughs> yeah you know you know a couple hundred bucks for the filters or yeah yeah you know you know the forty five thousand mile service it matters you know what's funny is uh as you know we we do a lot of work with the manufacturers we're part of all the certified pre-owned programs right and some of the manufacturers their, their inspection process is kind of stringent on tires, right? So a lot of the dealers weren't doing the CPO because they didn't want to spend the 800 bucks on tires, the proverbial 800 bucks on tires, right? So I asked them, I said, you do realize that that's what the customer's asking for anyway. So use that as an offensive play. Say we just put brand new tire. You don't need tires for 50,000, right? Is that not? Well, well, here's one for you, Bob. How many times, you know, would you stand in the lane at the auction and pay a thousand dollars more for a car that had brand new sneakers exactly on it? Exactly right. Exactly right. So why wouldn't you do it on your lot? No, that's exactly right. Right? Yeah. No, no excuse cars. Right. That's what we yeah. just call it. Um, the second thing I wanted to ask you, I want to get your take on this. Um, at the height of COVID, when it was at its worst, right? Dealers, some some states couldn't be open. Uh, some places it was illegal to be outside. If you did, you damn near had to wear a hazmat suit. You know, the, all the fears they put in our head about what's going on in the world and all those things. Total online sale, 100% transaction topped out at 15%, mm -hmm. right? Which means everything we threw at them, they still wanted to go to the dealership. I just read an article just uh, a week or two ago saying even Gen Z are saying 86% of them say, no, I'm going to the dealership. I don't even like buying up, right? Yeah. Which is totally the opposite of what we were led to believe and we guessed at what the millennials were gonna be like. Well, now even the next generation is already saying, no, 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 I'm going to the dealership. 
What does that speak to, right? What there's well, so much there. I, yeah, I, I think we were being gaslighted a little bit on on you know where the digital arena was going, and we lost touch at you know automobiles have always in America have always been an extension of one's personality. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. How, how you show up to y- your work, your family function, church, whatever. Yeah. How, how you're viewed. It's a big deal. Is via that extension. That's that's that vehicle. Yep. So people still want to feel, touch, smell. Yeah, they they, 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 they want to be, that car becomes part of them. And so coming to the showroom, driving the car is still a thing. Feel the wheel. Yeah. You know, it's funny, in the business, we go, just talk them into the gray. I don't have black. Grays. But when you're buying, you go, no, no, no. I, I want a black one. I don't want a gray one. Right? It's, yeah. it's, all that comes back. You're seeing that now. Yeah. You're seeing that now, right? We always try to keep these to a timely fashion. No one likes a podcast that lasts an hour, right? Um Normally, we, we give our guests the ability to do a little plug for their business, right? I'm going to ask you to do something a little different, okay? Would you just, for the last one or two minutes of the program, give our dealerships listening a little hope? Is there one or two things that you can share with them that's a brighter thing? You know, they get, you know you're a dealer. You get downtrodden every day. Something blows up every day. You're constantly on that side of the fence, and you're just trying to survive sometimes. Now that you're breathing a little easier, right, you got the load off your shoulders, would you give them one or two points that you can think of that might help them? Yeah, I, I would tell you, first and foremost, the most important you know, you know, aspect of your business, it isn't the inventory. It's not the brick and mortar that you surround. It's your people. It's your people. Surround them, love them, give them the tools they need and and, and lead them, to, you know, and help them be successful yep. because ultimately they're going to make you successful. Um, you know, this industry I, I see will continue to change. We have EVs coming, which is going to have effects on service departments and sure. all that. But the customer, the experience in the relationship that that's everything. If you have that relationship, as we found through through COVID, it, it'll mean everything. So I think if the dealers are out there, invest in their people and invest in retaining the customers they already have. Okay, um, and and there, there's no really magic. Just have some sincerity when when, when you approach those two things. Yeah, you, you know, I'm glad you said those because they are your front line. Like they're they're the one talking consumer. You may never know that consumer existed, but they do. Right, so you're yeah. exactly right. Right, right frame of mind. You can walk in a dealership and know it feels funky. Right? Yeah, if there's one thing you're gonna overtrain, overinvest, and overpay possible wages, bonus, whatever, whatever, you, how you want to categorize it, I'd, I'd say probably it's your BDC. Okay, very uh, nice. You, 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 that's your, that's your true front line, right? <laughs> that is your true front line. That's that's the first voice most people hear when they call, and by God, you you got to be stacked up and, and ready to go to impress people there. You you can you can see a smile. And a phone call, can't you? Absolutely, absolutely. And and when it, when a customer calls in, that's already a service customer, and your BDC is properly trained to recognize, you know, hey, Mister Grill, he, he's been a ten year customer, three vehicles, spent over eight thousand dollars in our RO and, and warranty, whatever, what have you. Yeah. And, and you make that Mister Grill feel a little more special. Thanks for calling back. Thanks for coming back. Nice to hear from you again. That yeah. kind of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Good points. Good points. I was looking forward to this, and I knew there's a reason, Mister Mahan. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And we'll see you next time on Just the Facts.